This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am VLORGTZ, and welcome to our second round of Demon Slayer Mugen Train discussions. This time, focus more on the English dub. And with me today to talk about it, we first have our kind of usual rotation of folks, being Laser Kid, J-Mac, and Alien. Well, we certainly aren't in Mugen. Well, that's because nothing bad happens there, remember? Uh, apparently, yeah, nothing, nothing bad happens on the train. But to also ensure that nothing bad happens on the train, we have a uh, returning guest after a very long time, because we had him on an episode a super long time ago, R-Dragon. Rawr. That, that was a very good response, R-Dragon. <laughs> and also with us, a new guest, Seraph. Hello, everybody. Yeah, so, now that we've all been introduced, we're going to first talk about our theater experience. And I already talked about mine on the previous episode, so we're going to skip over me because I'm not important. Um, but Laser, our dragon J-Mac, and Seraph, you all saw it together, correct? Yes, Indeed. we did. I was not ready. I read the manga ahead, but I was not ready. <laughs> yes, yeah, so does one of you want to talk about kind of... Uh, how it was seen in the theater, kind of the, your reactions, your feelings? So the movie was so, like at first I thought I'd walked into the wrong theater at the beginning because the opening, I thought it was a live action movie. Oh, that's right at the very beginning. Oh, that's right. I remember, yeah, you came in a little later. Oh yeah, that's right. No, it was at the very beginning of the movie. It like looks at like a tree near water and it looks. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Took me a second. Yeah, that was surprising. They did a couple of things like that. I actually wonder if they did some uh, filming with like real live action and just kind of transposed. Those. those were definite models once you once I really looked at them. Yeah, Yufatibo just has a very talented digital team. I mean, no question there. Shoes, lots of crazy. I, the the show is really good, but the movie is just like, oh hey, let's go up an amp. Oh, yeah, I think it's, it was definitely worth watching in the theater. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I briefly revisit what I thought um, what I thought uh, J-Mac was talking about. When you said that you might have walked into the wrong theater, what I thought you meant was how empty the theater was, like just how few people oh, yeah, were actually too. there. Oh, yeah. I think there was, was like empty. one other group besides us. Yeah. yeah no, that's, that's pretty normal right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, but for Demon Slayer... Yeah. I saw a lot of groups that got turned away because the movie was rated R. <laughs> wow. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, because like in my area, my showing that I went to, because I went on the first day it was out, the preview day on Thursday, it was packed. And there were people of like all ages in there. So I, I'm kind of surprised that yours was a bit more empty. I mean, we did go on Sunday, so it wasn't the first day. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was kind of nice because we were just, you know, pretty pretty chill all by ourselves. We had a couple of, like summer rows back. It wasn't that bad. And the, 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 the just having a nice big screen for it was nice, too, because there's so much detail we'll take in. Oh, yeah. Like, I 
I like to say that, uh, at least for me, even a bad movie on the big screen is still a movie on the big screen. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that, R-Dragon. Like, even the worst of movies kind of feels a bit better on a big screen at times. And with how good Demon Slayer Mugen Train is, that made it even better. But one of us didn't see it on a big screen. One of us got it by, quite by a fluke. <laughs> yes, they saw it through special circumstances, and that is Alien. So Alien, you want to explain how you watched this movie? So I was planning on going to see see it at the theater, but like I would have to either wake up really early or stay up really late because I work night shifts. And the last showing would be at 7, and 7 is when I usually wake up. So I was like, uh, I guess I'll probably wake up early on, like, Monday or Tuesday or something. Until last night, when for some reason, somebody at Sony said, fuck my job, and put the entire movie up to purchase completely on PlayStation Video. So, (laughs) I'm like, yoink, before they take that shit down. I tried to yoink and it wouldn't let me, but you got it. Yeah, there's yep. a reason they're shutting down PlayStation Video, because it kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't watch it on a big screen. I watched it on a pretty small screen because phone, but I mean, I didn't care. I just didn't want to go out during the middle of the freaking Panda Express and watch a damn movie at a theater. Completely fair. And honestly, I don't blame anyone for buying that movie. Cause oh, like, no, man. They, they're selling it to you. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, legal. Sony's own fault. Completely legal. I supported the official release. Can't dog me on that. But I'm assuming, like, watching it at home didn't really hinder your experience at all. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, I didn't really start watching anime movies at theaters until 2019. So, I mean... I'm not even really a experienced weep film theater guy. So I'm just like, hey, if I, if I get to watch it, I get to watch it, man. Hmm, completely fair. Yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting to me that, like, something that big of an F-up could even happen. <laughs> I love how it kept going back and forth. Like, like, okay, we fixed it. It's down. It's right back up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've worked for large corporations before and i know that's not as simple as just like hitting like a checkbox or anything to remove these but it was up for like over 10 hours that is like ridiculous (laughs) yeah (laughs) and every time they tried to solve it like it just wouldn't go away like it's fixed nope just kidding it's back it's fixed nope it's back (laughs) probably some Uh, chaotic motherfucker there who who just wanted to who just wanted to watch people squirm (laughs) And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I applaud them for that because they did a really good service there. <laughs> yeah, and in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to affect theater sales that much. This movie's already made $21 million plus in the box office, and it's on track still to outsell Dragon Ball Broly. So I don't think that's changing. The audience for who's probably going to watch whatever leaks of it are out there now is very different than the audience that's going to go see it in a theater at this point. I mean, honestly, if you were going to go, you know, not go see it, you weren't going to go see it anyway. Exactly. At point, yeah, at this point, the people who would have pirated it are already still just going to pirate it anyway. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely going to be people like me that are probably going to see it, like, 
two or three or four more times. <laughs> oh yeah, ideally I would have wanted to watch it another time. That's how I usually do movies before reviewing them. I watch them twice, but yeah, I mean, I saw it once on a Thursday subbed, and then again the following day dubbed. So I got uh, two helpings and different audios. Although I did take great joy in being able to say the word uh, Ren Goku to my uh, coworker and just watching him just be like, "Shut up, shut <laughs> up." <laughs> 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 I remember one of our mutual friends who couldn't make it asked me how the movie was, and I just sent him a uh, gif of Tantro just crying and hugging his siblings. He's like, "Oh, oh no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, like. He had seen the movie on Sunday as well, so I I, I took great joy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Was that Bagelson you got? No. Okay. He's seeing it tomorrow. He's seeing it either today or tomorrow. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, that's mm. funny. So I know, like, uh, Laser, J-Mac, and Alien had read the manga for this arc, but our dragon and Seraph, had you had any experience with the Mugen Train arc before this film? No, absolutely none at all. Yeah, I, I typically don't read, like, mangas. I'm I'm more strictly an anime person, and uh, part of that is because when I watch the animes, I like to go into, uh, I like to go into them, you know, as blindly as possible. I don't want to know what's going to happen ahead of what I'm about to see. So for, you know, this movie, you know, I hadn't read the manga or anything, didn't know what was going to happen at all, and for me, I prefer it that way because, you know, like... I feel like the impact of, you know, what happened in the movie wouldn't have had as much of an impact had I read the manga first. Because I was, I would know what's going to happen. That didn't help me. Did it help you? (laughs) (laughs) No. It's it's accurate. It's an accurate thing to say. But considering how much uh, Ufotable puts into their adaptations, yeah, it's like an entirely different beast altogether. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. that's what surprised me, because, like, obviously going in, I, like, knew, okay, Rengoku's gonna die, this is, like, gonna be pretty sad, but, like, the combination of the music and the performances really kind of made me start to tear up again, and it, like... Like, I for sure hurt. thought that it wasn't going to get me by the time, like, he was giving uh, Tanjiro his pep talk, I'm like, okay, I'm tearing up, I'm not gone yet, and then Rengoku's mom appeared, <laughs> and oh, that yeah. was like... <laughs> Fuck. My favorite song I set you guys up. I'm like, the only thing I'm going to tell you about this movie is nothing bad happens on trains. I told them that was my running joke on this podcast. And I was going to tell them, but J-Mac, you beat me to it. What, what did you tell them at the end of that movie? I said, see, nothing bad happened on the train. Yes. Meowth uh, is going train. to kill us when she listens to this episode. <laughs> if she listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she I might mean, just yeah. avoid it altogether. <laughs> The train was keeping them safe from the bigger <laughs> yes. yes. The train was protecting them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, like, uh, how, like, good of an adaptation this is, though, I was surprised, like, how much Yufa Table really did, like, extend out certain scenes, like, when, like, there's that initial dream sequence with, like, Rangoku fighting those, like, imaginary demons on the train <laughs> yeah or like inosuke's dream or like oh they're like God. some weird <laughs> splunky they, they style that's so much more fun that was so yeah. funny yeah i like how at first it wasn't very obvious that um it was that we were looking at rengoku's dream like it wasn't ob- like at first i i was a little bit dissatisfied with like how not obvious it was that they were dreaming at first but then, like, I think it kind of be- later became pretty obvious once you saw, like, Zenitsu had buck teeth and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, I think the 
trigger for when you can tell it's a dream is the light flickering. Yeah, that was yeah. the hint. Or also, but like also, you could tell like when they were just all floating around Ren Goku. Train us, bro, bro. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> I think only mm-hmm. Alien might get this reference, but like. Zenitsu really looked like uh, Iyami from Osomatsu-san. He's this, like, character with, like, really big buck teeth and, like, uh, like over-the-top flamboyant gag character. And, like, in all the dream sequences, that's literally what Zenitsu looks like, because he's, like, super <laughs> extra and, like, pretend to be fabulous. I mean, he was Chunitsu in Inosuke's dream. Yeah, that, that was... <laughs> The fact that Inosuke still can't get their names right after this okay, long. Yeah. So, are we talk? Are we ever like? Are we talk? I forget. Are we going to talk about like the plot in order, or are we just going to just talk about highlights? I highlights. Highlights. We'll be here okay, for so it was like really hours. Interesting. Otherwise. Because like I, they they they, they traced the manga not traced, but like you know what I mean. Like they followed the manga's plot like note for note, like exactly. Like right down to um, tie yourselves to them, but don't touch them directly, or they might wake up. Um, and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was interesting, too, because, like, the improvements they do make, um, primarily revolve around, like, things like removing third-person narration and moving back to, like, actual character dialogue, which is really good. Like, uh, that one character that was inside Tanjiro's dream. Oh, man. Like, the explanation of, like, how he had that change of heart is now said by him directly rather than just a third-person narrator. God, by the way, can we talk about how, like, freaking Tanjiro just casually changes everyone's lives for the better, even in his dreams? Yes! Ah, he's so yeah. He's so pure. I, I love like, it. Like, his... I like how, like, you know, you see Ren Goku's um, uh, inner, like, his subconscious, and just full of fire, and, like, the girl's like, okay, better not... Better not run into Rengoku's true self. But before she even has the opportunity, Rengoku literally just grabs her and just starts strangling her. Yeah. Yeah. His survival instinct kicked in even though he was asleep. I love that. That that was fun in the manga, but that was like way more fun in the movie. Two of the other other assassins didn't have that same level of luck with meeting true selves. Because they met Zenitsu's (laughs) true self and Zenosuke's true self. And oh my god, they were way better than they were in the manga. (laughs) Honestly though, Tanjiro's dream really hit me in a way I wasn't expecting. Because yeah, it's sad, but like, the way they frame and everything is like, Makes it more depressing. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. It's everything yeah. he could possibly want, but he knows that he can't just stay there. That part when the part when Dream Nezuku shows up, man. Oh god, yeah. Oof. But no, like I also liked how when once uh the, the demon got really pissed off at Tanjiro because Tanjiro kept just getting out of the dream, he put him into a dream where like they're like, You killed us, you should have been the one to die. It very much touched on Tanjiro's survivor's guilt. And I really, really liked that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I like when he breaks out of it, he's like, I know my family would not have said that. And that's when he was especially pissed and was like, okay, that demon's going to die. That was yeah. like, I, I liked yeah. that, where he's yeah. just like, you know, don't you put words in my family's mouth. Your like, <laughs> portrayal of them insults their memory. That was the one mm-hmm. part I was excited to hear in the dub. And holy shit. Zach Aguilar fucking killed that scene. Yeah, I got so chills. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Like after when I first watched in Japanese, I was like, is Zach really going to be able to match this? And he did a pretty damn good job. Like yeah. most of the emotional beats I felt were 
just as good, which is very tough to do. So I remember when we did the episode about the trailer, I was like, what the hell is wrong with Zenitsu's voice? Because he's like, I'll protect you, Nezuko. But no, his voice was normal. It was just because he was in full he was in full simp alchemist mode. Yes. <laughs> I, I loved, but I loved when he met the assassin. He's like, what are you doing in here? The only person allowed in here is Nezuko. <laughs> You're not Nezuko. You're my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Even his like- initial dream where it's just like him and like Nezuko running around. Yeah. yeah. yeah Alex Lay's performance there is just so good. Oh, yeah. God, Alex Lay, it, it just owns this role so well. I feel bad for his throat, but he did I, a very good job. It <laughs> <laughs> was, was a sacrifice that was meant to be happen. That guy is a fucking wizard with his voice, man. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know like what sort of vocal training he does, but whatever it is, it's working. I remember when Zen- when Inosuke was uh, vindicated about the train. Because, you know, he thought it was a demon the very at the very first. I knew it! Yes. And he just like Inosuke laughs and just like, yep, yep. <laughs> the leader yeah. Inosuke is always right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I re- okay. I loved the visuals around Rengoku's fighting style. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Like the way they played with color and just the way the fire worked around him was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, very pretty to look at. Like there was one, there was one shot that I thought was like, I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to wind up at someone's uh, desktop wallpaper or a GIF. He like there was a fire arc around him, and his cape had was flared out in a half circle, so you just saw like the flames on it, and they were like shimmering and everything, and it was just one of the coolest shots ever. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, my favorite moment with him is where he, like, goes through the entire freaking train and, like, cuts it up with, like, his flame breathing. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, that one was of, amazing to look at. One of my favorite effects in this movie was the train getting all demonized. It was just like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, that was that was really creepy looking. Oh, my coworker pointed out to me, by the way. Nezuko is now the only person who has seen Zenitsu fight full on, and she can't talk. So everyone else still thinks Zenitsu is a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as it should be. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, he still is, but I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Although, He's getting what he deserves. And and, and we're screwed up. Put Zenitsu to sleep. That's a dangerous prospect. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. A sleeping Zenitsu is a, is um. A bigger threat to you than a fully conscious. Yeah, I think it's from later on, but there's a line from Onosuke where it's like, you should just stay asleep at all times. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I remember that. Mm -hmm. And we were were talking about Rengoku before, but I really got to praise Mark Whidden's performance as him. Because, like, he really kind of got the energy that Rengoku usually has. Especially during those emotional moments, like, in the latter half of the film. Where it feels kind of dissonant with how he usually acts, but it still feels very true to the character in like terms of like his honor code and like just his general personality of like fighting and helping people that are weaker than him, which I thought was really cool. Oh yeah, no, like Rengoku's whole conversation with that demon was phenomenal. And of mm-hmm. course, there's this introduction where he's going, "Tasty, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. kick out of so that. Good. That was yeah. funny, tasty." Just walking into the train and just hear him go, tasty, and they're just like, 
the heck is that? And they just run <laughs> Goku just yelling tasty after every bite that he takes. <laughs> and those like gag like shots where like he's getting randomly bigger and like Tundra's <laughs> like, like why are you so big? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Rengoku so like you know in an attempt to try to stay on the same topic so that we don't bounce around and make it ed- editing health or lis- even listening hell um Rengoku was done so well in this um in this movie like from the way he was animated to the way he fought to his voice acting he was perfectly done in my opinion like I feel like they couldn't have done him any better you got to have the perfect send off for him cuz you know Oh yeah. I mean mm-hmm. this is his story more than anything. Oh yeah. Um I really really loved the contrast like so I mean it, the contrast was there in the manga between him and that one demon but like I feel like it was a lot more like present in the movie where the demon's like no you could live forever and like we could fight forever and like you the demon seemed like that demon guy seemed legitimately distressed that Rengoku didn't want to live forever. I did get that in the manga, but I will say with the voice acting giving more, you know, depth to the feeling of what he's saying, yeah, no, the movie gets it way across more that he actually was legitimate. It wasn't a trick. He legitimately wanted him to stay around so he could keep fighting him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, part of it too is, like, since the series is over now, they know where Akaza's character is going, so they can kind of emote that a lot better in the acting. And yeah. I really do got to praise, like, Lucian Dodge on that too, because, like, Man, he nailed Akaza. Akaza is like one of my favorite Demon Slayer characters, and it lived up to the hype in the dub. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I feel hell like yeah. the the one problem I had with like even this part of the manga, and um, but also which that therefore extends to the movie. That dream demon guy, the lo- the lower first dude, Animo, yeah, he's not very like. So every demon up until this point, even um, like even other, gosh, what are they called? Kizuki. Kizuki. I almost want to say hit. Yeah, Kizuki. I almost said Hisaikai for some reason. The other <laughs> Kizuki, like, have been very humanized by in their killings. Like, they, like you know, we learn their tragic backstories. This guy, when he died, all he was bitching about was, oh, how he's not going to be able to be strong. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Fuck you. You deserve to die. I mean, that's a good I, contrast, though, because it, it it breaks from the formula and it's just like, hey, not every single one of these demons has circumstances to be evil. This guy is just a fucking moose on simp and wants to suck all of his blood and shit. So, I mean, true. And that does fit with his prior yeah. appearance where he's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, do whatever you want to be, Muzan. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He did appear previously. Yeah, he yeah. was in like the episode before last. He's the masochist demon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he shows up at like episode 24 or 25 or something. I was kind of surprised at um how at where the movie ended but like cuz I it, you know I mean I remember in the manga like we we had the little visit and we had that closure, right? With with the visit with uh Rengoku's family. This just means to me that season 2 is going to start with the biggest emotional gut punch in the fucking world. Especially Seriously. if you don't see this movie. Especially if you don't see this movie. It's going to be like, what? Well, no, yeah. that's just... Well, it's not... In that case, it's not going to be an emotional gut punch. That's just going to be confusion. <laughs> yeah, and... Oh, shoot. I should have see, seen the movie before watching oh. this season. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's fair. Tsunami, please. Please, Tsunami. Don't make yeah. it. 
Jason Wait, DeMarco, uh, don't make us come get another interview where we just say, get the movie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, nah. It's funny, because like, I looked at a few reviews of people that just went to the movie without watching season one. Oh, no! Uh, oh, why oh. would you do that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, my coworker actually told me about this. So, there was a family in there that, like, the kids had, or one of, uh, some of them had not seen any Demon Slayer. And she, he overhears them, like, saying, like, yeah, maybe I'll watch the f- actual show now. I'm like, why would you watch this movie without, what? So I think, like, part of it, a lot of critics are watching it because it's, like, a big film. And they, I guess they don't want to spend the time to go watch the show for some reason. And it's funny looking at those reviews, too, because, like, they admit, like, okay, it's pretty, but I don't understand anything that's going on. And it's like, gee, no I shit, wonder of why. <laughs> Yeah, it's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, I was actually watching one of those reviews earlier myself and uh, uh they were and they were also watching the subbed version and I don't know if it was like the official translation or something but uh, there was a part where they were talking about uh this one part near the end and the translation for it was so weird. I didn't even understand what they were supposed to be saying. And, and I've seen it. <laughs> uh, I think it was the point where uh, Rengoku's mother was talking to him. Oh, huh, that's and, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I and, mean, like I've mentioned this like to death at this point, but I was interviewed by the New York times fairly recently about demon slayer. And uh, one of the questions they asked me is like, Hey, do you think people can go and see this movie without any context? And I'm like, if you really want to, then I guess go ahead. But you should probably go in with some context. It's yeah, a I literal mean, sequel. It, it's I, I'll say this. It works as a standalone movie. It does do some establishment early on. But other than that, you need the, to see the like initial series to like, understand fully understand what's going who, on. Who the main trio are at all? You I think know. you might get a good grasp on a few things by the end, but you're not going to be attached to the characters yeah. in the same way as watching the show. Although yeah. you will still, you will be just as attached to Ren Goku. I will oh, yeah. say that. Much. Yeah, because yeah. like the, that Ren emotional Goku, moment will still hit just as hard. Ren Goku's <laughs> may only appearance for is, "Hey, that's a demon in a box." Hey, oh. I talk very loudly. Yes. I'm a Hashira. Oh, yes. the master's okay with it. Then I'm okay with it. That's my entire appearance. Congratulations. It, it'd be like uh, going in to watch a Phase 3 or 4 Marvel movie or show without having seen any of the other stuff. You're not going to have any context. I literally saw one review that said that. Well, it'd be like going into Return of the Jedi as your first Star Wars movie. Yeah, I guess so. Though I think that's I think that's the first Star Wars movie I ever saw, actually. <laughs> I liked it, but I was very confused. That, I think that is I think that is what you'd get if this was your first movie. Or first Demon Slayer. Blech. Also, I know this is something Alien really wanted to talk about, but God, the music. Oh my freaking God. Yes, the music. I, I don't know... What the hell Yuki Kajira and Goshino were sipping when they were making that movie, but I want that shit because, damn, they went crazy on the music. 
especially, especially, especially the score during the Rengoku and Akaza fight. Holy fuck. They did not have to go that hard on that. But I am glad they did. That like a Kaza theme? It was giving you like Pillarman song vibes. Ah, uh, yes! It, it made it, it was, <laughs> I loved it because it was like unsettling and also just like made it feel like you, you, you knew just from the music, this guy does not fuck around. Yeah, definitely. Like I couldn't quite catch what instrument it was, but like the main instrument that's like throughout, throughout the theme, just like with that little riff that goes on throughout the entire theme, it just adds so much to Akaza's character and and just to the entire thing overall, and then when they inter, in, integrate when they group in like all the rock and st- stuff to it, it just that shit hits different, man. Oh, you're that right. Is oh, yeah, so good. That whole fight scene, like, it's just a marvel to watch. Yeah, like if I had any real complaints about this movie, it's I'd say during a lot of the more idle scenes, it doesn't look any much better than the show, but Rengoku versus Akaza, that's where it slaps. Yeah, I could see that. Like, there are some, especially on the comedic scenes, like, okay, this is just straight out of the show, but when it's, like, in action mode, oh, man, it blows the show out of the water. Yeah, which, I mean, is kind of a shame, because, like, a lot of recent Yuva Table movies have been, like, insane in terms of animation, like, the final Heaven's Feel film is probably, like, one of the best animated films I've seen in ages. So it's kind of a shame that Mugen Train didn't get that type of treatment, but they still made it, like, look amazing in the places that really mattered. So it's kind of, like, a trade-off there. I mean, in a sense, like, Demon Slayer already had pretty high production values for for an anime adaptation in, in general. And then on top of that, since it's straight up a continuation of where we left off, it's basically just like a longer a longer episode of the show, which I mean, not not really not really a problem for me in in terms of that. But, you know, they went off when they when they needed to. And that's that's enough for me, honestly. I I tend to agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when it was being silly and it looked like the show, I'm like cool you're being a silly scene it's fine the flip side is it's not going to feel too jarring going from mugen train to the entertainment district oh man that's going to be interesting i i'm very much looking forward to, to season two at this point um and i am wondering what they're gonna do to try and you know oh yeah you just watched a badass movie all right now we're going back to normal budget uh, i mean they'll probably pull a mha and do like the first episode as like a recap and be like hey this is how Rengoku died, and why everyone is sad now, and you should be sad too. That's probably the smart move, just because I don't know if everyone's going to get to see that. Although in, in Japan, everyone saw this, let's be real. I mean, like, it's going to be available digitally in June. Yeah. yeah. Find me someone in Japan who hasn't seen this, and I'll find you a heretic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally <laughs> the highest grossing film of all time in Japan. It outsold Spirit Away. It's doing really well here, too. Like, I'm amazed how well this movie's doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes to show that there is a demand for anime films, and they should probably get wider releases, because it's doing just as well as Mortal Kombat in half as many theaters. Dang, yes, please. That says a lot, and I'm really hoping that some between this and Dragon Ball Super Broly 
and 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 several of these other like some even some of the One Piece films. I'm really hoping that the, this sends a message to the powers that be that there's money here. Give us more showings. Mm, yeah, I mean, at the very least, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the upcoming Jujutsu Kaisen movie gets a very similar release to this. I'm I'm going to go see that for sure, and I'm dragging you guys with me, if, whether you like it or not. It's a prequel <laughs> too, so it's a very good entry point. Oh, so I don't even have to show them the show first. Uh, is it what I think it is, V-Lord? Is it the chapters of the manga I think it is? It's Volume Zero. Ooh, Laser, have you not read Volume Zero yet? I'm not sure if I have. I'm I'm several months behind. By the way, remember how we were like, why is it rated R? Yes, I, uh, I found the R rating. What was the R rating? Remember, I leaned over to you at a very specific point. I'm like, oh, there's the R rating. Yeah. yeah. The suicide Conjuro- scene? Yes. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, that's yeah. probably why it's rated R. That plus, oh my god, this Japanese thing, I don't understand it. Well, also, there was a lot of blood there. Like, more than typically shows up in uh, mm, most mm. PG-13 movies I've seen. Yeah, but at the same time, the Fate movies were able to get away with like a PG-13 rating. I've seen Ow. more blood in PG-13 anime before. So <laughs> Okay, fair. Yeah. How the fuck did the Fate... What? How? Yeah, hearing that Fate got a PG-13 is actually legitimately surprising. This I'm pretty sure it was PG-13. How the fuck? With how fucked up Heaven's Field is, how the fuck that shit get a... What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's but, fine. Yeah, no, like, I'm wa- I was watching the movie, I'm like, oh... Oh, oh, there's the R rating. <laughs> yeah. Tondra powering through those is one, yeah, one no, of the... Suicide most will always get, like, like Suicide will always get an R, R rating for some reason. Wait, so what about decapitation? Doesn't that also typically typically get an R rating? No. No? I okay. mean... Suicide carries more baggage with it, emotionally speaking. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah just like, sure if, like, decapitation was up in the same, like, uh... Uh, criteria for the rating system or not. Uh, uh, counterpoint, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings had uh, a lot of decapitations from what I remember. Yep. Okay. And uh, that, those were PG-13. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the movies rate things. They're, they're weird. No, I don't understand either. The, the ratings time. board works in mysterious ways. The ratings board I, know is that- I don't understand this... this uh, Nihongo cartoon thing. I'm confused. I don't understand. Okay, it's rated R. Usually, though, it's very rare for an anime film that's brought over to get I'm being a, a R rating. <laughs> and honestly, I was looking into this st- with Heaven's Fields Double Jack. I think they might not have even rated it. Oh, wow. Okay, that makes that makes more sense than <laughs> that PG-13. makes considerably yeah. more sense. So I was thinking, okay, it definitely was not R because no one got their ID checked. But yeah, they just didn't rate it, I think. The only thing I know about movie ratings is that if you say fuck more than once, it's rated R. Yeah, I mean, I think they probably had to get set in for a rating because it was submitted to the Oscars. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. What? Wait, what? Demon Slayer was? Yeah. Oh. It didn't get a nomination, obviously, but it got submitted. That's funny. I mean, a lot of, a lot of like the super big anime films would get submitted for Oscar nominations and not get nominated. Because I think your name did, too. They don't have those G-Kids connections. Alas. Yeah, who cares about the Oscars anyway? They only give best animation to Disney and Pixar films. Exactly. It's true. It's I, true. I, I mean, the numbers came in and somehow the Game Awards got more views than the Oscars this that year. That doesn't surprise me. 
Doesn't surprise me, but ow. To quote that one guy from the Game Awards a few years ago, fuck the Oscars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, my main thing on this movie is just, wow, they, they nailed it. And I think, my, I love how they twist the knife in the ending credits. Oh. Here's Rengoku. Hmm. Here's some more Rengoku. Did we mention Rengoku? It, it, hey, look, it's a Rengoku. And another Rengoku. Yeah, that song is also like entirely about passing on and stuff too. So it just like drives in the nail further. Yeah. Yeah, as if I hadn't already been crying all as it was. I don't yeah. think any of us got out of that theater without crying at least once. Oh, no, it only happened about three times. Yeah. Well, I mean, no you big got deal. better than me. I think I had five. <laughs> yeah, like the people in my theater were like sobbing like crazy. I was like, we oh, had no. the group behind us. There was a la- uh, a, la- a young lady who was absolutely bawling. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's a very emotional movie. Oh, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, I cried when it was in black and white. And of course, I cried when it was in color, too. <laughs> and we, we have a mutual yes. friend who asked me how the movie was. And I just sent them a picture of Tanjiro crying, grasping his siblings. I just said my friends like one of the meme like a meme of a guy dancing, but it's just like that shit hurt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna send I'm just gonna send my friend a Rengoku gif later today and he's gonna just fucking murder me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we stay on the train, kids. Yep. Don't get You're- off the train. Because nothing bad I mean, happens on trains. I haven't said I that mean, enough this podcast yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Meowth has already told me she'll kill me if you look at the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> you still got to give props to Rengoku, though. There was like 200 people on that train and not a single one died. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah, dang miracle. Dude did what he set out to do. Yeah, it's like Tanjiro was screaming at the end. He won. I just love how casually he was just like, "Ayo, so I'm a, I'm gonna get like five of these cars, and uh, they'll they'll be all right. Y'all get the other ones. Like five five out of eight big cars on a big ass passenger train. And he's just like, I got this, no problem. Yeah, don't worry about it, buddy. Five, that's nothing for me. Yeah, the other depressing part of this movie though was like, uh, at the end when like the leader of the Demon Slayer Corps like. Ubayashiki, he's like, oh, I'm not too sad about Rengoku dying, because I'll be dead soon, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was, yeah. Uh, uh, that was, uh, well then. Knowing what I know, that made that, it, it hurts more. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, any other thoughts? Uh, fuck that guy. Tanjiro was right. He's a fucking coward. He's a little bitch, and I hope he fucking dies painfully. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Fuck Akaza. Yeah, fuck Akaza. I love Akaza, but also fuck Akaza. Did I did I miss anything in my description of Akaza alien? Mm, I don't know. I think I think you could stand to call him a bitch a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, just, just, a, just a little bit more, though. I mean, yeah. He goes hard, but he's also a little bitch. Yeah. Yeah. He has a really cool design, though. He really does. He's oh, like, yeah. he's got one of my favorites, if not my actual favorite design of all the Kizuki. Mm-hmm. It was really cool looking. 
and his, his fighting. voice acting was also great. Oh yeah, yeah. and his and his yeah. fighting style. His fighting style was cool. He's like all but, these other demons are just like like freaking Rui. He's like I have spider webs and shit, and I can cut my own head off with them. And then this other dude is just like I could put you to sleep and kill you in in your dreams. And then Akaza's just these hands rated E for everyone. Get the fuck over here. <laughs> <laughs> They imply in the fight too that like yeah, Akaza used to be like a martial artist when he was human. So like, he has this very unique combat style to him. Yes, you know I honestly thought that like Akaza was going to be defeated because uh, like uh, do you guys remember how in Full Metal Alchemist there was one of there was a certain um, I think it was Lust they had to like basically burn her so she couldn't regenerate like you know outdo her regeneration through like just burning her up do you remember that oh yeah, yeah oh yeah that's a very memorable I thought they were going to do the same thing with akaza i thought that rengoku would basically just try and like use so many fiery attacks and stuff like that that it would just kind of you know burn out his regenerative abilities but nope that didn't happen unfortunately not everything goes as planned in, in, in the words of Marvel movies, Akaza will return. <laughs> no, I was just thinking throughout most of that fight, like, oh, I want Rengoku to win, but it's it's still too early. I like how they set it up with like that lower three guy, that lower one guy was like the upper the upper um, guys have been around for hundreds of years, and like no matter how high the body counts. Of the, like, uh, gosh, the Hashira. They've killed Hashira before, so uh, like they set that shit up. Oh yeah, they're like yeah, masterfully. Uh, Hashira are nasty hard. They kill us all the time, but these guys just kill Hashira, no problem. Yeah, the other yeah. little tidbit there that was really cool is that the silhouettes that are showing up when Enmu's mentioning them are the finalized character designs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unlike in the manga, where it was still like very like vague shrouds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize those guys. I was like that Leonardo DiCaprio pointing me. I was like, oh, snap, it's them. We see you in a while, crocodile. Yeah, I was honestly surprised that they... I, I've already said that, actually. Never mind. I was about to say that they didn't visit the... That they didn't visit the dad. Because um, I feel like that would have just given a rounded sense of closure to the movie. I think the um, movie wanted you to leave sad as to feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, since yeah. we were making Marvel comparisons, it was like, you know, the ending of Infinity War where it just ends with like the most heartbreaking Everyone thing. Everyone fucking dying. <laughs> and then you just you're Well, I mean just, that's how end, that's how Endgame also added uh, ended. <laughs> yeah, you just like walk out of the theater and you're just like, damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Endgame, I thought, like, they tried to leave it off on a slightly more positive note, but it's like the impact of, you know, Tony Stark's death just kind of stays with you. Like, oh, it's yeah. kind of hard yeah. to pick it back up to a lighter note after that. I forget, isn't oh, yeah. the final scene of Endgame Cap handing off the shield? Yes, handing yes. off the shield yeah. Falcon. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. But even then, you still have that di- uh, everything hanging over you. But, um... I, I also liked on this one because, and it was also, you know, in that movie, it was passing on to a new generation of heroes. This was also passing on to a new generation of heroes. Like um, Rengoku telling um, Tanjiro and, fr- and Tanjiro and crew, 
I believe that you guys are the next um, Hashira. Oh yeah, and and he's like, don't don't get yourself go get yourself killed uh, right now because that would mean my failure. That would mean my yeah. defeat. It is my oh, yeah. job as a Hashira to protect the younger demon slayers. I'm just like, oh god, you Chad. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck up, kids. Like I, I the the way like just the emotional note it left at the end was beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, like just. It affected literally everyone. Like, even the fucking crow was crying! Yes! Yes! yes. Oh, that, I did notice that. Um, I don't think that was... Was that in the manga? I don't remember that from the manga. I'd have to double-check. I think it was a panel, but I don't remember. I think I'd it was, yeah. Like... I, I, I could easily have missed or forgotten. Yeah, I vaguely remember seeing that in the thing. In the manga. It could be. Yeah, never mind. I do like I at the know. end of like we see everyone's reaction to Rengoku's death because like yeah, yeah, we haven't known him for that long, but it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he's around oh, yeah. for a short time, but dang, do you get to know him real fast? You might say he burns out like an amber. I'm going to fucking kill you, Brian. <laughs> okay, everyone, we're gonna go beat up Laser. <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go hide. I'm, uh, you will never find me. I know where you live, and I know where you sleep. Uh, unfortunately, every single one of this call, except for Alien, knows where I live, so I'm in trouble. <laughs> I will make a pact with fucking Muson <laughs> to find you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was funny, because like, I remember when like theater listings went up, and you are like, oh god, the nearest, like, theater is like an x place and i'm like wait a minute that sounds wrong and i'm like i was using funimation's <laughs> theater finder and it's like oh yeah you're you're closest to salt lake city i'm like i don't want to go to salt lake yeah. city and then I, like literally typed in your city into fandango and i'm like oh it's right there right yeah i don't know why because i used uh i used fandango too and it was just like no nothing i'm like what do you mean nothing and then i searched my local theater and I'm like yeah we got it. i'm like okay cool <laughs> yeah sometimes those apps can be weird i've had uh, it sometimes showing movies uh, playing where they're where they actually weren't playing uh, sometimes they've showed movies not playing where they actually were <laughs> technology hmm. i mean just just ask playstation about technology <laughs> or maybe don't or maybe don't uh, that that might be a bit of a touchy subject <laughs> i don't know if i if i could ask them to get like more anime movies out early before they die. I would I would appreciate that. PlayStation's nice. gonna leak all the Fate Stay Night movies. You heard yeah, it here I, first. I would, I would be done with that. <laughs> I feel like they like I feel like Demon Slayer is going to be the series that like makes UFO Table a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they've kind of already been because like yeah, they've like, been even making if that fake money. It, it, it's it's the show that's gonna get them to be more known outside of just just the hardcore anime market though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, this is going to make them like a main stay name. Like in a sense, though, people have already known about UFO Table because, like, anytime there's a new Fate movie or stuff, like any place where you see like anime gifs and stuff, you'll you will see Fate everywhere. The like, that unlimited was how I, budget works. Me, I mean, the popularity <laughs> yeah. of Astolfo is fucking staggering. Well, I mean, no, they didn't they didn't animate uh, Apocrypha, but that was a one. Uh huh. Yeah, but like. Like when, when a uh, Unlimited Blade Works TV came out, like, like I didn't even watch Fate, but like back when I used to be on Tumblr, I used to always scroll by gifts from from that, and like yeah, like th- that animation is just they they even if you don't know the studio by name, you've probably seen 
a gif or two. Yeah, and it's crazy too, because like, despite all the memes about Ufa Table, their productions aren't that much more expensive than any other average show. It's just they have very talented animators that like work themselves to death. I felt like for this movie, like compared to the la- like the rest of Demon Slayer, they pulled out all the fucking stops. Like they just were going hard the whole fucking time. Like the way they played with colors, the way just everything worked, like the 3D modeling, everything was gorgeous. Mm, yeah. And I think all those things have like really helped with its success. Cause it would be one thing if like this was just a very average made movie of Demon Slayer. It would have still done well, but I think the combination of it being Demon Slayer and also a very well made film has like garnered the success that it has. A lot of it is I mean it's I'm going to be honest, at its core, it's a very typical shonen anime. I mean, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's it's de- like Demon Slayer isn't it's not completely groundbreaking by any means, but the way, but the way the story is told, is slightly a little bit different. Not not if you like look at it from from the top, but like the combination of that and plus being blessed with like one of the best anime studios to handle that shit. Like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like people, a lot of anime fans underestimate how much a good adaptation can really help a series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't think MHA or like even Jujutsu Kaisen right now would be as popular as they are if it weren't for the fact that they have good studios working on them. Yeah. I was about to say, right. thank God we're getting that treatment with Jujutsu Kaisen now because. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank God. Thank you, God. Just imagine if the studio be- behind season two of One Punch Man was behind uh, Demon Slayer. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> or, or like. Uh, I can do you one worse. It could be Studio Perot. Damn it, I was about to say that. I was, like, I was literally about to say that. <laughs> I stole it from you, I'm sorry. I don't know who that is, so. Bleach. They did Bleach. Oh. Yeah, they did Naruto and Bleach. Oh. But, like, Perot's capable of making good stuff, but, like. Yeah, they it's... also did Yu Yu Hakusho back in the day, but yeah. that was back in the day. It's all a matter of who you can get in, like, a short span of time yeah. and who's available. Yeah, hopefully Ufo Table stays with Demon Slayer because I know sometimes animation studios switch and stuff and it's stupid. No, I think they will. That's that's bank right there. After that movie, there's no way they're going to go away from that. Unless like there's like a big reason why Anaplex wants to work on something else, like I don't see them moving away from Demon Slayer. Anaplex not wanting to make money? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the only reason I could see not, not like being them is if like they get another really big Type Moon project to work on, and Type Moon spends a lot of money to get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Because Ufotable doesn't really do a whole lot like of long prolific work outside of like outside of Fate, and I guess now Demon Slayer in terms of like prolific work. They've been pretty rigid on, like, limiting the amount of shows they produce so, like, the quality stays consistent. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, they don't, like, pick up projects like crazy, like, say, MAPPA is doing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because MAPPA was just like, hey, we have God of High School. Hey, we have Jujutsu Kaisen. Hey, we now have Zombieland Saga, too. Let's go. And Chainsaw Man. And Chainsaw Man. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's gone to the point with MAPPA that they literally have to start hiring animators from overseas via like places like Twitter to like just get enough people to get shows done. It's like absurd. But yeah, luckily Yufa Table's not doing that and they will hopefully stick with Demon Slayer for 
the foreseeable future. It would be cool if they could finish the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like, it won't take that long, because, like, Demon Slayer is not a very long series. No, and it's over now, so there's no reason for them to worry about it anymore, either. Probably, like, three or four seasons. Probably even two or three. No, I mean, like, two, I mean, three or four total. I mean, like, three or four total seasons. Yeah, I think that's fair. Now, I was actually really surprised when I heard the manga was ending, because, like, wait, the anime almost just started the manga's ending already what the manga ended right when i could catch up with it and i was so sad funny how that works out yeah (laughs) i mean i'll say this though it's a great ride when it finishes you guys are gonna love it all right good to know i mean i had plenty conversations when we actually had that podcast but i have minor issues but it's, it's it's very satisfying and hey some of those things might be improved in the anime you never know the sort of things I had problems with actually really could be because they could easily solve a lot of those issues with little little hints earlier. Mm, yeah, definitely. Or maybe some expansions. I, I'd be down for some expansions for sure. But I think this seems like a good place to end off our discussion. I think overall we're very positive on this film. This film sucks. Go watch X-Arm. X-Arm is truly the greatest <laughs> anime of all time. The masterpiece X-Arm. No, 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 no. I got you on bed. Let's go watch Redo a Healer. It's much better. <laughs> all right, I will all right, now we murder you. J-Max is going to go to fucking... And then I will become the guy in Redo of Healer <laughs> kill you and do it again. <laughs> J-Mag gonna go over to Laser Kid's house and then go Akaza on his ass. Before we send me into a state of apoplexia. <laughs> yes, before we go further into the deep, dark despair, um, let's start with R-Dragon here. R-Dragon, where can people find you? So, uh, I'm on Twitter. I go by the RPG Dragon there, and I'm also on Twitch, where I stream a lot, uh, R-Dragon's Den. Awesome. And LaserKid, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at LaserKid Prime on Twitter. You can also find my Toonami Focus reviews over on Toonami Faithful as well appearing on their podcast. And of course, you can always find me on the Dumb Waves podcast. And JMac, where can people find you? When I'm not screeching at LK about um, the blood of Muzan, you can find. <laughs> you can find me um, on Twitch at JMacAfreak or on Twitter at RealJMacAfreak. Anywhere else on the internet, TikTok included, it is just regular at jmacafreak. Um, yeah, I do daily, well, I try to do daily live streams. Um, yeah, check me out. I, I play a lot of games, uh, a lot of adventure games, a lot of puzzle games. Yeah. And Seraph, are there any places people can find you? As of right now, I don't really have any recommendations for, like, you know, places like to follow me or anything. I'm not really, like looking at too much into like being prominent online anywhere. So as of right now, I can't really recommend anything, but if you know, he's on discord, but I only, if you know, yeah, Go find him in laser kids basement. Yes. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. I mean, I do sometimes go to a, uh, smash brothers tournament. That's at a place called land King. And, um, you know, if I make it on stream there, maybe you could see me there, but that's only if I make it onto stream. Well, okay then. And Alien, where can people find your wonderful, wonderful self? 
You can find me on the twitter.com at Alien Renegade. You can find me on YouTube, sometimes making video edits under Alien Renegade videos. And you can find my music on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and every other major streaming service. Just search up Ampren. And then sometimes I come up and say dumb shit on the Dumb Weebs podcast, where I also would be editing if I wasn't playing The World Ends With You for the 10th time, because the new game's coming out in July, and that's more important. <laughs> the biggest priority. Heck yeah. The two of you are the biggest fans of that I've ever known. One day I will play that game. Same. Fucking do it. It's on Switch. Just buy it. Just buy it. It's like it's like a 20-hour game. You, you can finish that shit in like a week. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like $60, though? I think it's like 50 on Switch. Oh, okay. That's less bad. And tempting. But yeah, definitely follow everyone at their various places and give them some love. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLORGTZ. And then I also do various manga and light novel reviews for all-comic.com, as well as Tanami editorials for tanamifaithful.com. Um, like I mentioned before, I was recently mentioned in the New York Times in a Demon Slayer piece, so you can check out that as well. And then I do a bunch of podcasts, because I don't understand the concept of free time. The obvious ones being Oversoul, Shaman King Podcast at Shaman King Pod, Saturday Night Shoggy at Sat Night Shoggy, Dumb Weebs Podcast, like Laser mentioned, at Dumb Weebs Pod. And then I'm occasionally on the Toonami Faithful Podcast on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. But as far as the Demon Slayer Podcast is concerned, you can find us on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Toonami Faithful website itself at ToonamiFaithful.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And the podcast is on basically every platform at this point for podcast streaming spotify apple Podcasts, anchor pod bay you name it we're there so go listen to us subscribe and enjoy our episodes but that does it for this episode so we will see you guys later remember nothing bad happens on a train thank god allison isn't here yeah but something bad gonna happen at laser kids house in about 20 minutes yeah that's about right It's going to be a group beatdown.